Welcome, everyone. We are here for another podcast. It's episode number 177 of The Flow Show. I got the man, the streamer, the myth, the legend. He's hot. He's on fire on the poker streets. And I got to say, Baruzi, welcome in, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Well, I got to say quickly, obviously, we're both on Team GG. So this club is actually brought to you by Club GG, where you can download and create clubs for free and win up to $200,000 in prizes. So with that out of the way, let's get right into it. We just spent three hours together on the Super Millions, got to watch some high stakes action. I know you have made the final table there before. You play some of the highest stakes poker in the world and stream it. Maybe talk to us a little bit about who you are and what you do before we get into the, the nitty gritty questions. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, my name is Ryan. Um born in lebanon immigrated to canada young age and always loved playing games and i started by playing a lot of like board games slash online um like werewolf games or gangster mind someone might know that and then eventually kind of started playing uh poker through some you know someone suggested to me like oh that's a very strategic game and uh over time i really enjoyed it and but also realized that like poker can be a a negative thing in a way because it involves i guess gambling and um i kept it on the side for a very long time but always kept up with it looked up strategies and eventually i utilized it as much as i could to uh make my life better but also get to a point in my life where i can play it for fun like i am now and my goal nowadays is to really just try and uh, stream it and play other games and create a good positive community around it. And uh, as you saw from you know the super millions that we just uh, did, uh, one of the winners turned out to be someone that watched this, my stream often, and he told me that you know his bankroll was only one thousand a couple of months ago. He just won the tournament for three hundred forty thousand. Wow. Yeah, I only found this out 20 minutes ago and like I, I was just like naturally so happy because it's it's why I started streaming like poker has a lot of awesome things in it and people can change their lives through this game. It's just a game. It's it's just a game. It really is. And it's so beautiful. I know for myself, too, I've done it for so long and it is it is fun, right, to basically create from nothing. I always worry about people that are at a different stage in their career, their life, right? Where it's like, oh, they have family or kids or married or other people depend on them if they're finding it and they have money, right? And they're risking stuff. But it's a lot different when you're 18, 16, 19, 20, 21, whatever. And then you start learning and playing this game and then you're able to kind of not really have a lot at risk, right? It's a lot different of a journey than when you, you're sort of differently along in your life and stages. But for us, I, I think that we were very lucky. We found poker early and were able to kind of create uh, some some income and, and a lifestyle from it. What what do you what, what made you want to stream on Twitch though? What actually what was like the moment when you said, hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna do this? Um I think COVID was uh, a big important factor because I was kind of stuck at home. Um I was about to kind of launch a restaurant with a, a couple of friends of mine. We were really serious about it. And COVID happened, there was nothing to do. I started playing video games at first, like Fortnite and stuff, Rocket League. Then I said, like, well, I have time. Let me just get back into poker. And um, I enjoyed it, um, but not not as much as I thought because you're kind of stuck at home playing it. I got second in a WPT online for like 330000 It was kind of life-changing. Uh, I actually built the par with that money. I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to do what I really want to do with this. <laughs> and... That's when I realized that, like, if I want to keep doing this and I want um, people to discover the game the same way I did, just by you know playing it for fun, uh, I need to try to create a positive 
vibe around it. You know, I want people to discover the game and realize it's not a very overly technical or difficult game. You know, it's very easy to get into it, but then you can slowly get better throughout time. And the key moment that changed everything for me to decide that like I'm going to stream was simply that I was watching someone stream and I was playing against him heads up and he was super entertaining and had a lot of fun. And he knew who I was. I actually like used to buy his action and stuff. So we're chatting back and forth. Shout out to Slayer Dog 91, I think. Joshua Hosel. And what playing against him heads up while watching the stream just made me realize like it's so much fun. Like this is just great. I want to be part of this more. I don't need to, I don't want to depend on another streamer. I can just do it on my own. And that's what really got me into it and took me, uh, I think, like two months to set up a couple of my stream stuff because I really care about quality and I wanted it to be like as good as it could be. Right. And uh, yeah, then just kind of went for it, started streaming with absolutely no backing. No one knew about me. I had zero viewer. Well, sorry, I had like under 20 viewers for like a couple of weeks. Then uh, things things changed really quickly. I had a couple of scores, but people really enjoyed the good positive energy that I was always like um, not faking. It's just like how I am in general. I enjoy making people laugh, smile, but I also deal with losses um, in a very positive way. I just laugh about it. And I think my goal is to try and help more people view anything negative in a positive way because it's the only, like it just makes things better in general. Yeah, for sure. I think that's uh, it's tough too when you're on camera and you're taking bad beats or big beats or big spots and you're able to to to, to decipher that. You kind of don't have a choice, right? It's like no one really wants to see anyone crying or whining, but if you actually can sort of put it off in a in a light where it's not so heavy, not so serious, I think that helps because that is part of poker, which is hard for people to lose, right? To like deal with mm -hmm. losing, to deal with beats, to deal with stuff. Um, and and you also you can learn a lot about someone at a poker table right that's something else like golf you learn how they how they handle success how they handle good shots how they handle your success so i think that's a one of the life lessons in poker does kind of teach is you, you dealing with with highs and lows pretty quickly and and having to cope with that what uh what was the signature moment for you on on stream in terms of like a score audience size um I, I think a signature moment i would say was there was one tournament where uh, I think I got second place for a lot. I think it was like 130,000 or something, but it was a tournament that I wasn't technically supposed to play. And uh, I ended up playing it. it. It was day two at a 7 a.m. right after Valentine's Day. I had gone out with my wife. Uh, we had a very late night. We both got sick from food slash drinking. I had one hour of sleep, had to drive back home basically at 6 a.m., play this day two. And I also sold, I think, 20% action um, just kind of for like for fun, I guess. Uh, I just wanted the viewers to be part of it. And it, the cost was extremely low because it was a very low, a low buying term. I think it was $100 or something. Yeah, I ended up getting second for a lot. And like the people that bought a lot of people bought action. Um, there was so much like support behind me on the final table. And um, this stream specifically is probably the worst I've ever felt in my life because I was on no sleep, hungover, was kind of sick as well. But yeah. the energy of the stream, the people, you know, I launched the stream on, a, I think on a Sunday at like 12 p.m. And I had like 1,500 people watching and 
everyone cheering me on. I'm like, okay, I, you know, if I didn't have that type of energy, I either would have like, you know, punted off the tournament or just like fell asleep because I was so, I was that tired. And, um, it made me realize like I'm, I'm performing better when there's other people kind of involved. Like if I can affect someone else's life in a positive way, like that's all I want to do. Um, because my, a lot of my success comes from watching, uh, or being inspired by other poker players that kind of, you know, put out really, uh, good free content out there, or, you know, just seeing someone deal with a massive loss life on television and just walking away as, as if nothing happened, like that's just, unique you know how does someone mentally cope with that and yeah i learned from it so i and, want i want to try to do that and how many tables do you generally play on your streaming um i i started usually i do eight but i've been trying to do a bit more towards 12 because um streaming makes you realize that like people only watch if you win so you need to up your volume right um but i'm not playing full time i only play like once or twice a week so if I stream, I need to really increase my odds of final tabling. So you, when you have more tables, like it's just it's a mathematical approach, you know. That that's interesting because that's sort of the way I, over my course of my career of streaming, which I like I, told, I think we talked about earlier, was sort of like 15, 2015 to twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen was like the the peak time where I would stream. Um, you know, I would I kind of regret in a lot of ways of doing so many tables because like, I don't know if you even saw this might be before your time or before your time watching on Twitch, but Jason Somerville, did you ever watch him or see him? Yeah. Stream? I've seen a couple of streams there. You know, like he, he was the original, the OG and had such a huge loyal following. And like, he would literally play one table, which is like kind of crazy. Maybe he had a couple like going on the side, but he would like leave it on one table and just like mm -hmm. make that his narrative. Right. So it's like, he's like literally engaged, not missing anything in the chat focus talking through what he's doing answering most of the questions and like that to me i think is the way to do it but i also like i came from the online background where i was playing a lot and in a lot of tables and like you know it's like yeah it's hard on a sunday how are you going to not play the 10k gg super millions and the 500 this and the wsop time there's these bracelet events and all this stuff right so it's like i would i knew the answer in my heart was to play one or two tables let's say two is even like reasonable but still like not a lot but i just feel like it's so hard i just think if i could have done my whole twitch over again i would have like never played more than four and probably played two oh, wow. or one I, I think i would i would really have abided by that and i might even just like leave it on like one table and then if i need to back up right like if you're like you know if i had if i get knocked out there's something else going because that's the other thing like he would play some low stakes cash games or flicking whatever but yeah it's kind of hard to like sunday at 6 p.m you know if you got nothing going or you start up like a random tournament it's like that's that's not there's so many great streamers and and so much so many people playing high stakes now and stuff too right so it's very competitive the landscape mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's a and how did you get the deal with gg poker like how did, how fast like when was your actual first stream and did you reach out to them did they reach out to you and how did that come about um i started in june 2021 so like a year four months ago oh wow. and initially i was just streaming uh just to give it a try like for fun uh, i i really thought i was gonna only stream for like two months that was my plan actually i want i was gonna just try it then enjoy summer and stop but um i started getting a lot of viewers uh quickly and then i had a couple of really unique streams where like i i made a heads up in a big tournament where it was like eighty thousand, and the guy was sitting out uh he, he lost connection so we're four-handed he loses connection then I knock out the two other players, and now I'm heads up against uh, wow. this known pro. 
And I was just, there's like 700 people watching. I'm like, who, who wow, is this that? is ridiculous. Uh, Nick Maimon. Oh, yeah. FU15. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, this is nuts. Like, I don't know what to do in this case. But like, I know that he lost connection. Like, it's not like he's just sitting out because he's drunk or something. You know, like, it's it's really unfortunate. And I thought like, what would I want someone to do if I lost connection? You know? Uh, and like a part of me, uh, you could say a na- naive part of me, but a very optimistic part is like, well, I, I hope that someone will understand that like I, can't, I couldn't control the situation. Maybe I lost power. Maybe I lost internet. And hopefully they kind of, you know, you know, reward me or something like that. So I actually gave, uh, I said on stream, I'm going to pay him out his ICM value. I think it was like $8,000 or something, even though he's sitting out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pay him 8000 I start raising every hand, obviously. He comes back with like two or three big blinds left. And he's like typing in chat angry, you know, like, oh, my God, I I lost power. And I was like, don't worry, dude. Like, you're you're still getting your money. And I think that's when, like, things really changed for me because that was the moment where everyone's like, wow, you can't believe, like, Bear Uzi did this. But in my head, it's like this is what should be done. Like, poker is a beautiful game there is a lot of like negativity around like scamming and whatnot. But like, if we want to change it, we need to do these type of things when we get the opportunity. And hopefully, you know, this kind of like influences people to do more things like that. Um, I'm not sure if it will. Then I kept streaming for a bit more. And I think that's when I got a bit noticed by GG. And uh, I reached out to them, told them like, look, I want to do this more often, but it was costing me a lot of money because I'm sure you know, like editing, uh, hiring an editor. Um, my 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 streams have a lot of graphics. Like I have a lot of really goofy graphics that come on, like Homer Simpson, you know, lighting a house on fire every time I punt or something like that. So I uh, I pay people to do this. I pay people to con- pay people to do my socials. I control in a way a lot of my content, and it was costing me too much. Where I thought I was gonna stop, and then GG said, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna bring you in. Uh, we're going to pay you so that you can afford all these editors and stuff. And now I've kind of, you know, I, I stream a lot less, but I'm doing, I'm trying to do a lot of content in an entertaining fashion so that people can discover the game and play it comfortably and not feel like, you know, they're being ridiculed by someone because they're doing a bad play. Right. It makes a lot of sense. And and what has been your most, uh, what was the hardest thing about streaming? Like what's been the most difficult thing that since you started that maybe didn't expect or that that that, that stood out for you as being difficult? I feel like you'll, yeah, I think you're going to kind of connect with this answer. Um, I think the worst part about streaming was in a way it causes pressure and anxiety um, because you have a lot of people like watching and you you feel like you need to do things for them. Right. But at, at some point, I kind of realized, like, I got to focus on me, too. So I had this, like, couple of moments where I felt a bit burnt out because I was just streaming for, in a way, the numbers and for the people. But you got to find the balance. Um, it's really hard to control it because when you're on a momentum uh, run and, like, you know, people are like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to watch your stream tomorrow. And you, you wake up not feeling good. You just shouldn't stream. That was hard for me, like, actually being able to control myself from you know, saying no sometimes um, took me a while, but I feel much more structured nowadays. Uh, when GG signed me, I, I feel like I can control my schedule and say, like, I'm just going to do it twice a week. The other days are going to focus on spending time with my family, with my friends and uh, working out, staying healthy. And then twice a week, I'll just stream and that's it. And 
I think that's important if someone wants to become a streamer is to really not try to overdo it and burn their mind because you're in the long run, it's just not going to work out. You're going to end up regretting it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you do see that, right? We've seen some of the the top streamers or people kind of just go away for various reasons, but also like referencing burnout happens, you know, different family things, kids, marriage or whatever can happen. But in terms of actually just like getting burnt out, it's tough to be, it's, it's a lot, right. To talk for six, eight, 10, 12 hours a day and, and also play and risk money and, and the highs and lows, it's uh, it's not all days, right? That's a lot of days where it's losing days. It's tournament poker where you, you net, yeah. net lose or you go home and it's it's tough. And what about support from your your family? I see you're married. Congrats! I think relatively recently. What about what's yeah. the support like for that for for with that and, and streaming? What are what how how are their thoughts on everything and playing poker? Um, initially it was kind of like uh, they just thought I'm crazy, which, which I mean, the stuff I was doing on stream is pretty crazy. Like, I, you know, I put a, like a rooster mask and run around my stream and celebrate big wins. And like, sometimes I did like these drinking streams with friends. Like it was on it. It's a lot of fun, but it's like from an outside perspective, I'm talking to a monkey half the time, you know, it's pretty crazy. So my wife, <laughs> I know she's put up with so much of my stuff for a long time. And she just was like, all right, like this is probably a phase, but <laughs> When I got signed by GG, she's like, okay, like maybe it looks like someone's willing to like pay for this. And I I think that was the turning point. Like my parents as well, uh, when they realized like, you know, this is being supported by not only a business, but there's viewers that subscribe and stuff like that. They're enjoying the content and the entertaining. It shifted a lot. And even for me, because at one point I was like, man, maybe I'm just like, I'm just being silly idiot for no reason um but it's just fun i i like i think there's so many um random things that can happen in ran in, in a regular poker session and us as poker players and as like poker uh, content viewers have not realized for a while that like you can create really fun entertaining stuff from it just the same way that other content creators create cool things out of Fortnite there are all these other video games and that's kind of what i'm trying to do now is if i'm gonna win i want to win in ridiculous fashion very fun fashion or sometimes i'm just gonna try to be really serious right and just a lot of variety and what's the, what's the longest stream you've had how many hours roughly i think i had a a 17 or 18 hour stream on a sunday once and it like broke me because I it was very long. I had like a final table right off the bat in the beginning of the day. And then the, the longest turn of the day, I ended up final tabling it too. So like in terms of mental intensity, it was like right off the bat. And then at the end, I had to just spend like five hours, one tabling to make this other final table. So that, that was rough. Right. Yeah, that's that's a long, long one. I, yeah, I've done 125. 25 hour stream and then the rest have been Whoa. usually like 12 i was do long streams in general because i was part of like i told you i had to travel right wasn't in the u.s so yeah. a lot of time when i was there i was like trying to stream as much as possible and you know push the extra push put the extra hours in but um yeah it's competitive honestly i haven't even really looked so much at the landscape of like what's happening who's on daily like i'm really not in tune to how it's been but it, i know it's gotten a lot more competitive a lot more people had started and some big names and really good players right they're like pushing content on for courses or whatnot and they start streaming and then they're playing high stakes so uh it seems like 
it seems like it's grown a lot. And you mentioned about maybe going to YouTube. Is that you might do some YouTube streaming as well? Yeah, um, I did try it a bunch of times already. Um, what ended up happening was on Twitch, you can have a lot more freedom with your music selection. But on YouTube, there's a lot of copyright issues. So I'm trying to like find my way, um, you know, in a way to stream on both without having the copyright situation. And I think YouTube is much better long-term for being discovered and, and getting new players into the game. Uh, Twitch is much more of a gaming niche. And the poker Twitch community is very small, while YouTube, you know, to get discovered is massive. There's so many people that just like see one poker hand. They're like, oh, this is cool. And then they watch a stream and then like they realize like, wow, there's a guy that just turned 200 bucks into 100K. You know, mm -hmm. like that. There's a lot more people on YouTube, much, much more. Is 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 the is the rules now? Because do you have to forfeit your your being uh, verified or uh, what's it like called on on Twitch? Uh, oh like, uh, yeah, are... Twitch partner. Yeah, yeah. you do. That... If you do stream both, you have to forfeit your Twitch uh, partner status, which kind of sucks because it it gives you like extra emojis and kind of just like better. Yeah, a bit more revenue share as well. Even though it's not that much on Twitch, like it's actually really poor. People think that like streamers make a lot of money from twitch subscriptions it's it's really minimal it's right tiny. exactly it's exactly right yeah it's uh it's it's not i mean that's obviously you can get endorsements you can get sponsorships affiliate deals and other things come from it but at the actual net net on i think i peaked i forget what my peak subscribers were during COVID. i think i hit like a you know peak but generally right you're not yeah it's not like you're not making your living off of off twitch subscribers for poker at least no. there are people that can do it and there are a few um that can do it but yeah it's uh it's definitely a different type of game and, and what about live poker how 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 is your live poker sense you live in you go to playground i know you're in montreal area sometimes and have played there but what um how often are you getting to play live um i'm i'm i made a rule so i just came back from ept london uh went there for 10 days and since then instantly made a rule that like i'm only going to go to places where i actually enjoy not playing poker and in London, it was really hard because weather is not great. Like, it depends on the part of the city. If you don't know the right people, there's not much you can do. So I'm only planning to go to, like, fun live events like Bahamas, um, maybe, like, Monte Carlo, where it's going to be nice weather, like, new locations and, like, kind of exotic places where if I don't – if I wake up and I don't want to play poker, I can, I can just walk out to the beach or walk and see some, like, cool right. castle or something. Um, right. And Vegas, of course, is, like, a must. I – I, I told myself I wasn't going to do Vegas in 2023, but I had like a, one of the most, the most ridiculous experiences ever this summer in Vegas that I have to follow it up. Like I saw my close friend win the hundred K against Phil, Phil Ivy. Uh, my other friend, like make the biggest court of his life. Another friend win the bracelet. And then I was railing from day five when Espen won the main event. So Sick. like that's yeah, you're, me you're mentally, it, you know it's there for the taking it's 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 available yeah that's that's for sure what uh and what's the first time what's the first year you went to, to went to vegas uh I, I i was 21 i went uh i think uh my, yeah 2013 uh went right away i think i was like the youngest to play the main because the main was two days after my birthday and like they announced it and i was like oh cool and then i just like get really unlucky on day one and I'm like oh, this sucks <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I think I've been every time since. I, I well, 
I think I might I might have like missed twice. So I think I played the main event seven or eight times. Wow. Um and I've I, I don't think I ever want to miss the main event to be honest, because it's like a very unique experience. And I this year I made a kind of a deep run in it and I made a video, I think five YouTube videos about like a lot of hands that I've played in the main event and cool spots. And I enjoyed that a lot because it's really good content and I'm trying to just create good quality content. For sure. Yeah, it's it's a great the main event really is special. Vegas is a special place. And how uh how is, is it from the beginning though when you started playing poker? Was your family very supportive or did you actually said you kind of had other jobs, right? You were doing other things where Yeah, uh uh, supportive no i mean uh you know i mentioned i'm born in lebanon so like arabic background um my like my family is half muslim half christian both of them don't really agree with poker uh when i first started like they just viewed it as like uh, a let's say a negative hobby that i had right slowly like while i was in school and i was working in hotels uh, i was still like making I would play like once a week and I would win like a tournament. So I'd be like, oh shit, this is great. And I would go travel, use that money and travel. Then I started using to invest into real estate. And I think that's when they kind of like realize like, hmm, all right, this might not be a bad thing. Um, the WPT score in 2020, like during COVID, that one also changed a lot when they saw that like you can make a lot of money. But, right, you know, non-poker people don't think of long term so like you see someone that has won let's say 500k in three years um they and then you tell them that you made 200k in one day they'll value 200k more than the 500k just because right. it's in one day right but like every poker is just a long-term thing if you play it once or twice a week for over 10 years and you're a good player you should most of the time make a lot of money and like that's why i think more, <clears throat> more people should do it as a hobby if they can, because it's just a very positive thing to their life. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing too, is I think it's important. That's one of the, I love, I, I genuinely love the game. I love Twitch. I love talking to people. I love explaining to people. I love meeting people and different, you know, business and such that are interested in it or want, you know, you get to meet people that, that you can kind of connect on or they, they're interested in getting better at, but you know, that's, that's the one thing that's tricky, right? Because it's like when you're streaming or promoting, you also don't want to be selling the dream that, hey, like anyone can do it and, you know, come in here and win money or, you know, they see you win a bit. So that's why it's a bit, it is a bit tricky. And there are laws that seem kind of silly, but at the same time, right, they're trying to protect kind of the general public and they're trying to put safeguards in place so people aren't just going to, you know, do silly things. Because people, as we know, myself included, we all make poor decisions at times, right? We can, we can get influenced or, or do something and and you know it's just kind of the laws seem silly it's like why can poker not be legal across the world and now there's like deposits right you're just in the uk you can only deposit certain much you have to show your wages and like there's yeah. all these different rules it's like one step forward two steps back with the game but you know it's uh it's a beautiful game for sure and i wouldn't i wouldn't have changed anything uh, that i've done for the, the period of time it sounds like you have a very good uh life balance if you will is that something you take pride in and balancing life with poker and and and, and f uh, freedom and fun yeah i think um it's one thing i try to focus as much as i can uh on um so like i'm very analytical and i always think like if i play too much poker in one week i instantly like the next week i'll step back and like no that's it i'm not playing for like two weeks because um you mentioned like there are people making silly mistakes having problems with poker um, when I was 16, 17, I was playing uh, underage online, and I definitely had a problem with poker. I 
basically like gambled money I didn't have. I, I was skipping school to play. And at one point I completely stopped and realized like this was a problem. Came yeah. back to it when I was 18 and with a completely different mindset that like, I'm just going to only play if I'm actually having fun. And when I approach it that way, more of as a hobby, I was able to control like the impulse a lot more. And that eventually allowed me to start um, utilizing a lot of my other free time to focus on like a good life balance traveling. Like I love traveling. So I travel a lot and not for poker. Like I just go on trips and I tell myself, I don't care if there's a poker tournament right next door. I'm not going to play it. Um, I play, I like video games. I like spending a lot of time with my friends. So like I've structured days where like, I'm like not allowed to play poker just as a rule, because I don't want to end up, you know, playing too much. And I think you need that type of balance because poker has an uh, adrenaline rush when you win. And if you can't control that, you're just going to end up playing too much poker, having less control over your life. And eventually you're going to be earning, let's say, a lot of money if you play professionally, uh, but not actually enjoying all the money that you're earning. Right. Yes. And was there ever any impulsive purchases? It sounds like you just hit a huge score. You bought a, you made yourself a dream man cave, but obviously a lot of value out of that and that background you have there, which is nice. But do you, is there any other, like growing up, did you ever like buy a car or do something like you hit a score and spend a lot of money going out, something ridiculous, any, any major purchases? Are we always pretty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, this was like a, a plan that I was actually in the making already before the score, but it was supposed to be a much smaller thing. It was just a plan during COVID like, Oh, you know, we can't even go outside because of lockdown. Let's just work on fixing up the house. I had a big score. It's like, okay, well let's have the dream thing now instead. Um, and other moments, like when I won, I kind of reward myself with travel a lot. I really enjoy traveling. This year, like I've been traveling, uh, had a good year in terms of poker while I was streaming. And I've always kind of like uh, committed to having a trip to go somewhere with my wife or even alone. Um, I really wanted to go see like uh, football matches in the UK, Champions League. And I went uh, twice this year, which before I've only gone once in my whole life. Right. So, but these are plans that I um, kind of make before even hitting the score. And I think that's super important for, you know, up and coming players is, Take a bit of time. Just take one week. Don't play poker and think of what you're trying to achieve. Like, what is your end goal? Like, you want to have a house. Let's say you want to have a family. You want to do these travels. You want to buy yourself a new car. Write it down. If it helps, put it on a board right next to your screen. And then when you play and you, you meet these goals of winning a big score or whatever, instantly go and do them. Don't, don't push it back like, oh, maybe I'll do it in a couple of months. Because if you don't reward yourself, you're just going to keep playing and playing and playing. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. it, sound, it sounds like you got a the, the positivity book from Helmuth. You might you might take a chapter <laughs> there stuff. You're, you're clear. Never read his book. No, it's a short read. It's fills a fills a, a multiple guest here and, and a very good friend of mine. He's interesting. He gets a lot of slack, but he's he's a you know the guy's a, he's an interesting interesting guy and obviously the most decorated World Series of Poker bracelet. And he he's a big believer in the positivity. Write down your goals, the mirror, and that stuff. But yeah, I mean mm -hmm. to your point. You, it's true. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta enjoy. You gotta. You can't just sit there grind all the time, and you gotta celebrate wins and also learn how to 
take some L's and, 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 and learn from that. Right. Cause that's part of the process is like you were saying, chip leader or one of the big stacks and going out early, you, know, you have to have these experiences to know how to mm -hmm. deal with it and be ready for it later. Cause it's uh it's an emotional game for sure. It's a, it's a very, it's wild how the, the, it's just so beautiful, right? How the, the game's like the perfect amount of skill and luck and, and just any given day, it can be, you know, it can be your day that you can, you can have yeah. a massive day. So, um, and, and what about, uh, so any advice to someone who wants to become a Twitch streamer, what would be, what would be advice if you want to start today, we're inspired to be a Twitch streamer in today's climate. Cause I think you're even, like I said, I'm kind of a dinosaur now on Twitch. I've been not <laughs> streaming for like a year or two consistently, and I'm not up to date on what's happening. What would be like the, the recipe to success for someone who wants to start tomorrow? Um, I really think uh, it's super important to view what you're trying to accomplish um, from someone else's point of view. So if you're watching a, a Twitch stream and you, you don't like something, write down what it is and then, you know, make sure that you don't do that in a similar way. So I used to watch streams and I would see a couple of streamers, poker streamers, like when they lose, they start like cussing and, you know, screaming at like this other guy's crap and like very a lot of negativity and stuff and then you know you got to make sure you don't do that because if you don't like it someone else won't and then a really important thing is to realize why your viewers watch you you know like sometimes you'll have people watching because they just want entertainment all the time or sometimes they're just interested in you or what you have to say and build on that you know there's uh streamers like ape styles um i'm not sure if he's been on your podcast uh, yeah yeah he is but like people are generally interested in him because he has a lot of cool life experiences and like his stream is just him talking to chat a lot right so he's realized that and that's what he does he doesn't need to switch and put like funky music or you know do silly stuff um i realized that I, I like to do silly stuff and people enjoy watching that and you know sometimes i just think of cool ideas that i think would be funny something that I, if i rewatch, i'm like haha cool um, so it depends on your style, but you got to overthink it in a way. Don't just turn on the screen, sit there and hope for something to happen because, you know, no people don't want to watch that. That's content that has evolved so much outside of poker world now that if you want to get poker to the point of, you know, uh, uh, battling with like really good, funny content on YouTube, you got to offer something else. For sure. And and what's the rooster booster? Where'd you get with the rooster? You got the rooster head around you and you do it. What's, what's this about? Where did this all come from? Uh, so it'd be perfectly what I just described. I created random stuff, right? So I have this mask from my friend's bachelor party from like 2017. Okay. And it was sitting in the back of my room when I first started streaming um, uh, last year. And then someone in chat, like I only had like 30 viewers or something. They're like, what's that like weird furry thing? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I have a rooster mask. And it's like, okay. Then I win a, a tournament that day and just randomness in my head. I'm like, it'd be funny if I just put this mask on and pretend a rooster won the tournament, you know, because I want my, I want to beat a guy heads up in a tournament. And then he's like wondering who I am. He goes and searches Bear Uzi on Twitch and then like opens the stream and just sees a rooster. And he's like, what the hell? I lost to a rooster. I thought that'd be funny. So I put it on after I won the tournament and someone in chat just said rooster booster. And I was like, all right, that's it. Like we're going to, I didn't have a logo at the time. I didn't have anything. I'm like, all right, that's it. That's my new identity. Now we're just going to go with it. And then like all this got created from someone in chat, you know, shout out to Nully. 
It's amazing. And and what is um and and what about are there any limits to creating fun? I know you 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 do some drinking streams and you have a good time. Is uh, is there ever a a limit with streaming and being live? And do you have to worry? You know, do you ever worry, or, or is there pushing it too far? Yeah, I, I try to not to uh, you know do something that I wouldn't I would regret basically. So like I know there's like things that you can do to get attention where it's like you, you say something like you know on the edge or controversial and stuff like i never want to do that like i'm not never going to stoop to that level and when it comes to like the drinking stuff like i enjoyed it because it was always like i did it when friends came over or something like that um but i never want to be become you know an unhealthy version of myself where it's just like hey let's get drunk and play poker and gamble for no reason because i realized that a lot of people um, can, you know, view that and start doing it as well. And they're not able to win in poker because they're going to make mistakes as they're drinking. So I don't want to encourage something that's going to affect other people negatively. So I actually, I tone down the drinking like crazy on my streams and people sometimes come in and chat and they're like, Hey, well, look, what, why aren't you having a whiskey today? I'm like, no, like there's no reason, you know, like maybe if I win the tournament, I'll have a celebratory drink, but I'm not going to just start, you know, start the session do 18 hour stream of drinking or something for sure no it makes makes perfect sense and um what uh you, you do some charity stream and work what is what is the charity so which ones do you favor or or, or use or anyone that hits close to home or that you support for a long time because i do believe you do some charity streams or donate to charity yeah i'm i've, I've kind of shocked you know that because i never brought it up so i guess you did a bit of research um yeah i when COVID started, um, I, I've always kind of given money to charity whenever I could for like 10 years. And I realized during COVID that a lot of the smaller charities that actually do a lot of impact on community stuff, were not getting enough funding anymore because everyone's disposable income was less. So um, I kind of dedicated the first three months of my stream streaming to just give a lot of my profits away to small local charities around me, uh, mostly pet shelters because i really love animals um and i kept doing it and i still do it from time to time mostly focusing on uh ones where you if you donate you can literally like feel the difference you know you are actually helping uh, a very small community in a way and i've had a couple of uh, charities that like literally wrote me hand you know handwritten notes uh letters to my house like thank you so much with pictures of dogs uh one of them was called Deaf Dogs Rock. You know, they sent me like a huge thank you letter with pictures of all the dogs that the money helped. And, you know, that goes a long way than just donating to like, let's say Red Cross, where, you know, 80% of the money goes to like administration fee or something like that. For um, sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it, it is, it's an amazing thing. It's a great thing. I say, you know, I, it's, a, it's inspiring to watch. I love how quickly you've sort of taken your goal, your vision and, and put into action. I, it's a corny cliche sort of thing, but you really do just have to take the first step, you know, dive in like, all right, you don't have the best camera. You don't have the best logo. You don't have the best whatever, but Hey, I'm going to try it. Right. Like, don't worry that, Oh, I might have one viewer, no viewers, three cousins watching for the first day or two. But if you love poker and you think, if you think you have a knack for this, like go for it, you know, make a name, make a thing, learn as you go. It's going to take a while to be a process. But you know, I think if you love poker or, you know, anything for that matter that you're passionate about, that you're able to stream a video game, you know, just, it's like a lot of a learning experience. Not many people are going to make it to be a sponsored Twitch streamer. Not many people are going to, you know, mm -hmm. NCAA college athletics, right? Not many people go pro, but I can guarantee yeah. you the majority of college athletes that put the time in, did it, did the work, 
for many years. And, and there's a lot of other benefit than just like making some money or becoming, it's not, it's not a success or not, whether you, you become a sponsored pro, you know, it's, it's really not, that's not how it works. Like there, there is yeah. genuinely a lot of other benefits and things, whether it works out or doesn't, and a lot of, a lot of learning and growing, but, uh, but my man, Ryan Beruzzi, thank you so much. I appreciate this. It's been a pleasure to check in with you. I know it feels like a four hour podcast. We did a three hour GG super million <laughs> stream long, already. Yeah. So this is a lot of content on one day. That was a blast. You guys can watch that on the, the GG poker channel on YouTube. And of course I got to give you a chance to plug, let me know where can people follow you across the board on Twitch and all uh, the yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, focusing a lot on YouTube, especially. I really would appreciate people following there and watching the YouTube videos. We put a lot of effort and work into it. You know, we do a mix of uh, uh, final like reviews of my sessions, but also a lot of memes and funny stuff about things going on in the poker world. So that's that's where you, and 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 Instagram is a lot more day to day stuff. Uh, my my day to day life and kind of jokes and things that we do. Um, so give a follow there and drop in the stream whenever you want to ask me questions. I'm very attentive to everyone that's in chat. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for the time, man. Great to get you know better. And I will see you very soon. Appreciate you. Good luck on the streams. Good luck on the content. And uh, pleasure to have you and be a part of Team GG together. So we'll see you Thanks soon. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for everything. See Cheers. You. All right, guys, that's number 177, the man Beiruzzi in the house. Please give him a follow across the platforms. Thank you so much. Another big guest coming up for you very shortly. And of course, the GG Super Million stream every Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Please join me. I'm the host along with a very special guest each week on that Tuesday. So we'll see you there. Thanks so much to Beiruzzi and please give him a follow across the board.